of you. Why, in a few months, it'll be up in lights on Broadway. Come, the eighth wonder of the movies were made. Adventure to make you wonder if it's true while your eyes convince you that it is. Truly the thrill of thrills. Don't miss it this time. Fade to Black. How else would a movie end in 1933? It hated to show it on a narrow screen, but they didn't have widescreens back then. That's right. The original King Kong came out in 1933. Before CGI for sure, because computers hadn't been invented yet. Yet what absolutely amazing special effects. No clue how they pulled them off. I was going to go with something else today, but since I just did the 1976 remake yesterday, by the way, that was my number three movie of 1976, figured this would be a perfect follow-up. Like I said, this came out in 1933, 10 years before I was born, and about 20 years before my parents thought I was old enough to watch such a movie. But watch it I did, because back then, King Kong was still making regular rounds in our local movie theaters, and we marveled at the movie even though we knew it was all make-believe. Here's the premise. A film crew goes to a tropical island for an exotic location shoot and discovers a colossal ape who takes a shine to their female blonde star. He is then captured and brought back to New York City for public exhibition. Just like the 1976 remake, pretty much just three stars in this one, plus King Kong, who's billed as the eighth wonder of the world. Those stars were Fay Ray, Robert Armstrong, and Bruce Cabot. Fay Ray was a gorgeous blonde and a nice chunk of change. She started in silent films way back in the 1920s and racked up 124 acting credits that ran all the way up to the 1980s. By the way, she lived to the ripe old age of 97. But as I'm looking at her list of credits, I know I watched a bunch of TV shows she was in, but other than King Kong, I don't recognize her in anything else. Robert Armstrong racked up 183 acting credits, but many were before my time. His name doesn't ring a bell, and I don't remember seeing him in anything else, but here he is in 1935's G-Men with Jimmy Cagney and 1933's Son of Kong, which I didn't even know they made such a thing. Bruce Cabot, 111 acting credits, and I do remember his name, and remember seeing him in a few movies. I watched a lot of westerns back then growing up. I saw him in a rerun on TV of Last of the Mohicans from 1936, 1967's The War Wagon with John Wayne and Kirk Douglas, and 1971's Big Jake, also with John Wayne. So, that's it for 1933's King Kong. For its time, a magnificent movie. 
And last but not least, a quick plug. Warner Books published Born to be Wild 30 years ago, and it's still selling. A classic outlaw biker saga, a true story, takes 20 years to play out in real life, an amalgam of Breaking Bad, Escape from Alcatraz, and Sons of Anarchy. Get your copy before the supply runs out. Thanks for stopping in today. Until next time. Mm -hmm. See you. And that's a wrap.